Ah, mon Afrique, réveille-toi. Il est midi. Tu dors encore. Réveille-toi. N'écoute pas Babylone. Il t'a fourni des armes pour tuer ton peuple. N'écoute pas Afrique. Afrique Ananga Oyamba, toi cheveux crepus. Bah toi Mayele Bosimba ni Babigé. Oya Bilanga Bosimba ni Bakongo. Simba ni Maboko Mouna Lekate. Afrique Malobate. Mon salandé. Africa, Mobali Amingao, Africa, Hatona Mosolo, Africa. Tu gâtes ton nom par-ci par-là. Welcome to Congo Live, the authentic voice of the Congolese people. Today we have uh, quite a full studio today, but uh, we're not going to introduce everybody in the studio yet. Uh, we have um, our guest, uh, Kambale, who's joining us today. Who's How are you, here? Patricia? How are you? It's always great to have you. you it's make good the studio to be fun. back in the studio. Uh, really interesting weather here. It feels like it's on, like Chicago right now. It's raining outside. I'm saying, wait a minute, what's going on? I want some warm, warm weather now. Yeah, that's when you want to just sleep in and just stay under your blanket. But we have to do Congo Live, so let's get ahead on uh, with our show. We have a wonderful guest who's going to be joining us today by the name of Michel Nzaringa, a member of the U.S. military, a father, and a Congolese-American leader striving to inspire Congolese youth to take control of their country's destiny. We always encourage our listeners to join in our conversation by calling 410 481-1010 later during the show to ask questions, share comments, and just be a part of uh, Congo Live as we continue our show. But before we do, Kambali, can you please share the news of what's happening surrounding the Congo? Amnesty International awarded Congolese youth activist from La Lucha, the Ambassador of Conscience Prize this week. Uh, Lucha was named along with Burkina Faso citizen, uh, Citizens Broom uh, by Les Citoyens. And uh, Senegal's fed up youth movement, uh, called Yanamar, um, along with Angelique Kijo of Benin. Congolese surgeon Dr. Denis Mukwege was named to Time Magazine's top 100 most influential people in the world. So we want to thank him uh, for continuing to represent the Congolese people in many forums around the world. Uh, kidnap Congolese youth activist Jean-Marie Kalonjou. Uh, whom we have mentioned a few times on our show, was finally presented to the Congolese court after being held incommunicado by the Congolese intelligence agency uh, ANER since December 2015. Yet again, residents of the Beni territory in the eastern part of Congo uh, were senselessly massacred uh, this uh, past week. Uh, the insecurity in the region is still growing and there seems to be a lack of protection to the Congolese citizens uh, by the DRC cons uh, government. After the shocking death of Congolese musician uh, Papa Wemba last week in Ivory Coast, his body was returned to Kinshasa this week for a state burial where he was crowned one of the national heroes of the DRC along with the likes of Lumumba and Laurent Desiré Kabila. Thousands of people attended his uh, funeral in Kinshasa. 
Former Katanga Governor Moise Katumbi announced this week his intention to run for president of the DRC. Surprisingly, this week also, uh, he was uh, actually um, put uh, almost in, a, in house arrest by the Congolese security forces right after the announcement of uh, his presidency. Um, Katumbi has called on the United Nations for protection from the Kabila regime uh, security forces after a report of his arrest has, has been imminent. A row has broken out between the DRC government and the U.S. Embassy in Kinshasa. The DRC has arrested U.S. citizens in the security detail of Moïse Katumbi and accused them of being hired mercenaries. The U.S. Embassy says the claims by the DRC government are false. This matter is certainly worth following as Moïse Katumbi was summoned to present himself before a judge on May 9th to address the claims by the DRC government that he has been plotting an insurrection. Yet another week has passed and not much progress has been made on the so-called national dialogue being called by Joseph Kabila of the Congo. This national dialogue being facilitated by Adam Kojo, the special facilitator for the African Union for the DRC and dialogue is actually being monitored by many political analysts. Uh, many have seen this uh, dialogue as a path to what we call the glissement. And glissement meaning allowing the President Kabila to stay in power longer than his mandated term of December 2016. Last, John Kerry talked with President Kabila during a climate summit signing in New York, where the U.S. Secretary of State reiterated to the DRC president the need to have timely election and peaceful transition to a new Congolese administration. Oh, 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 oh,
You were just listening to Olivier Chimanga, a song sharing about the challenges the world faces, mostly focusing on the peace and war and what we need to do in loving one another to make this world a better place. We sometimes take for granted the relative peace that we have and how our servicemen and women put their lives on hold and sometimes take long breaks, uh, leaving their families behind to keep us safe. And that's exactly what our guest on the show today is going to be sharing with us how that experience is and share a little bit more um, what that life is like. And as we move forward, uh, we're going to learn about what he's also doing with the Congolese uh, on the ground with the youth around the world and just creating leadership roles within communities. Indeed, Patricia, is quite an honor to have uh, Michelle Zaringa joining us, uh, currently serving as a reservist in the Maryland uh, National Guard on the 44th engineering company and he's also pursuing his education here in uh, the DMV area at the University of Maryland. He has four years of experience as a chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear and explosive specialist. What I'm really impressed with him uh, is his dedication uh, to youth and leadership. You know, he's the founder and executive director of Africa United, Congo United, an organization exploring a better way to promote African leadership development and build value within our communities. Uh, Mr. Nzaringa frequently speaks and attends leadership events, sharing his passion for all things related to African leadership uh, development. His passion for leadership development stems from living in his in the Congo, our beloved Congo, and his experience with uh, the negative consequences of what poor leadership can do to a nation. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure to be part of this moment. 
You know, uh, before we even start the show, we want to welcome you, Congo Live. Uh, we had this joke, uh, <laughs> and I, we mentioned this to you. We were driving here, and most of our guests, they, you know, Kambali lets them know, come at one thirty. I'm like, no, you got to let them come at 1 o'clock, you know, the traffic. He's like, let's, you know, I told him, let's make a bet. He's going to be late. He's Congolese. He was like, listen, he's in the military. You got here before us, so I want to clap for you. Congratulations. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. I believe Kambali just laid up. Down, you give so hope I for Congolese I gotta retake that that pride from now <laughs> we Africans can actually be on time so that was that was awesome welcome you know, to the show and uh, go ahead go ahead yeah it's my pleasure like I say is to be right here and and and, and, and this uh, this place right here to share where is uh, the core point mm-hmm. of being an African and what everything we are uh, we're dealing with uh, as an Africa right now so my pleasure really to be here Yes, so um, I'm curious, you know, um, maybe you may not know, uh, I'm also part of a military family, mainly on the Congolese side. My uncle was uh, in the military. My grandfather was in the military as well. Uh, He's passed away. That explains. (laughs) (laughs) I just learned something new today. (laughs) Yeah, so um, what is the the call you get to say, you know, you wake up in the morning and then you say, I'm going to join the military. What was that call for you? Uh, let's say, um, um, let's say first of all, uh, to be a to be a male, and um, in a some some point in my life, and uh, people call me, I'm a challenging person. So and um, I always go where other people they don't go. So and um, <laughs> I believe uh, that's what that's one of the points that kind of pushed me to the military. But it's not just that one. And I look at um, my background. And then from my mom, my mom actually was in the military too. Okay. Used, uh, he, she worked at um, um, uh, Air Force, you know, okay. back in Congo. And my daddy, my daddy also was the military. So I believe I had a part of heritage in, in me. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the, actually the reason. The reason, um, other reason I joined the military, U.S. military particularly, mm-hmm. it was to uh, to discover what, as African, we don't have. Mm. while we don't operate it like others mm. and that kind of the, this mindset is kind of pushed me to discover why the US military is so different and so powerful to other countries in the world so that's one of the main ideas kind of pushed me to be part of that family mm. of greatness mm. you know what I mean and that's why that's the thing kind of pushed me First of all, to, to go to the military. Yeah. So you you've done. Uh, have you done any deployment uh, so far? No. To be a reserve in the national guard, but it, you know, is a is not uh, is not really you know something you already have to yeah to do as in the military. It depend on the moment what they need. But as a military, already have ready. You already ready any time, any any moment. What they need you, you, you be part. You, you, you go. So yeah. uh, I don't say myself like uh, okay, I'm not. I never be deployed, but I share and I contribute. I've been I've been involved with the most of the thing. People they don't see as being part of the proud being military yeah. community, for instance. And that's how the National Guard does. They call the National Guard actually they call the citizen military, military, military soldiers, mm-hmm. which means we our deployment is among the people we live in here in this country. In, mm-hmm. uh, in, in so it's in, to protect the people here. Protect people inside the country. So my question, and just this is extremely um, 
random, and it's coming from me personally, but mm-hmm. when you look at um, a country like the Congo, you're comparing the USA military, and then you're comparing, you know, like, uh, its greatness. And you see some of the things that, for example, go on in the Congo and the responsibility of the military just in the Congo. What is the job of the military when you're, like, for example, on reserve? You know, we, we look at what goes on, for example, in Goma, uh, Kivu. For me personally, I have a hard time seeing the Congolese government protecting the people. Is that what the job of the military does, correct? And that order comes from the president. Who's the one that makes the order? Is it just something where the military wakes up and says, oh, we're seeing something being done. Let's do something about it. Or does I don't know how it works. How does the ranking work? Let's say, first of all, like the normal way it goes. When they call any president in the country, they call the commander in chief. Mm-hmm. That means commander, you own the army at some point. You know what I mean? You own the army. Your decision comes to you from you. So the army people is only executive, you know, execute what you has been decided by the leader. The leader is is the the co uh, the co position and when it comes about uh, protecting all of that stuff goes mm-hmm. around. And um, by just saying that, I can tell you why the main are uh, the the words is missing what is the leadership mm-hmm. the leadership is not is not justified or defined as supposed to be as in the military the coordination between you know the 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 uh, uh, the, the, uh, the organization within the organization is not really supported mm-hmm. so what do you mean by that like you're talking about in the congo or just in general oh, and i'm talking about in general but okay. why here in the united states mm-hmm. you can say you can tell the organization is so much organized, mm. you know, it's so much organized. And as a military, you already do what you were told to do. Mm. And you have to respect, it's, it always comes with the rules. Okay. So president, for instance, he can't just decide a thing without even consult military because they are the people who go to the field. So they all so have to communicate. They, they have all to communicate. Okay. And then the president is the person who has the last word to it. So okay. That's why you said many pre- country where everything is goes well, they always have yeah, presidents had uh, uh, what they call the advisors and uh, everybody else mm-hmm. because you listen. That's why uh, that's that's why you uh, you call a uh, leadership. Leadership mm-hmm. is a share of, share of information, share of responsibility within a thing. Because if you don't know what the other person think or what the other person going through, mm-hmm. you may not be able to make a good decision. Like uh, uh, one of my, my, my mentors by the book, uh, Colin Powers, states one, uh, in, a, in one of his book, he said, uh, uh, you, you make a decision when you have the information. So you don't have the information, you can make a good decision. So all this, this uh, the information, it comes from different parts. And that kind of build the strong decision, the build the strong, the strong leaders come with the strong decision you make. So uh, I know Kambali have a question. I just wanted to know, based on what you're saying, um, how is that connected to the youth that you're working on the ground? How do you take some of these roles that you've learned within the military, within just disciplining yourself and implementing that with some of the youth that you're working with? Yes, uh, to work with the group, uh, the youth actually is uh, is my. my Go back where I came from. You know, I grew. Uh, I was born in a in a dysfunction uh, system, which means crisis. Mm-hmm. Back in the nineteen eighty, where everything was falling apart in Congo. By that that time, it was Zaire, where the, nothing was work from, the, you know, government 
to the bottom mm-hmm. and then see all those stuff for me was normal to see thing going the, everything goes goes around it was it was normal for me and then i said oh if this person is rich that meant they meant to be rich mm-hmm. if this person is a poor they meant to be a poor but i didn't really uh, uh recognize or identify what it caused mm-hmm. with cause created this difference mm-hmm. difference between those people so while you have been in the military i discovered huge i you know i just i noticed it was something i was i thought it was right it wasn't right and uh, that thing that uh those those thing is a part of the leadership procedures mm-hmm. means how you take care of the other person and uh, that's why i'm going back to the youth it's just the knowledge uh, i get from there mm-hmm. oh let me share with these people because those youth those youth they are the same level was mm-hmm. yeah, in the future so what they going through they may they may they may they may they may they may, they may, they may say it's right but it's not right that's the reason why i'm going back as like you know what you this is now the way it goes you think it different. goes this way this mm-hmm. way this is the procedure you need to follow this is the roles you need to be i mean this is the position you need to take for you to move forward in, in a com- within the community within the organization you do you may be responsible in, uh, in the future you mentioned Colin Powell is one of the greatest American generals here and you mentioned that you know he's someone that you look up to I know that also you know from past conversation that we've had um, I still haven't read his book but you mentioned that you've read his book but I've read a few things that have been written around the book that where he talks about those 13 rules that leaders have to have um, from the you reading the book and also being in the military uh, do you have some type of 13 rules for Congolese youth to share it may not be 13 rules it may be even one right it may be 20 exactly <laughs> right so for the Congolese youth who are listening and not even the Congolese youth because our audiences are mainly Americans yes. right uh, the American youth listening to the show what are rules that you can share with them that have helped you uh, while you are in the military in terms of leadership and service yes actually is is we really, I mean I love the question um to go to that question is pretty much you have uh, like I say you have a uh, you have a responsible you have father you you have family responsible you know you have a uh, you have a wife a kid in the house and you before anything you do in your life or everything you do daily basis you have to know what they need you have to identify the thing they need to have for them to survive to keep moving so for that particular uh, 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 example what I'm trying to say I'm trying to say if you are youth a you wanna you uh, you want to succeed or you want to contribute because all of us we are contribution for the Congo no matter why no matter who you are whatever you are and uh, we have the contribution we have that contribution for the Congo for the comes to the rules I would say first of all why the Congo Congo stand for you hmm. why the place of Congo in your heart because you cannot fight about something if you don't give a value you don't put a value on that one mm-hmm. because we see many young white here today they put much there I, I'm not I mean I look, use this word intentionally lost from where they came from the background Congolese need every Every young people in, in, in this world, no matter what, no matter where you are, 
from Europe, everywhere. Those rules, I mean, one of the first rules recognize you have to define who's co what Congo is for you. And secondly, what are your contribution as a Congolese to that country? We see a lot of stuff, a lot of things happening in the Congo. What are your contribution to that, to that, to that uh, your participation to the Congolese, uh, for the Congo development? Mm -hmm. Everybody have a part on that on that matter. So uh, the other one I'll say, are you ready? Because we see a lot of people, they just talk about Congo, but are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for that moment, that task you, you think or you dream of starting or you dream of, uh, of taking, you know? And it is kind of the, one of the, the, um, the, the rules it goes around is, I give, an, I give an example, for instance, you know, <clears throat> you know why America is great until today? Yeah. I see American is not just a country we would call the United States of America. America became a domain. It became a system. Everybody is willing to take, even though are African. We hear what, as soon as somebody says, are you going to Africa, United States? You can see the face. Below, that means we want to be part of that system. So as a Congolese people, are we take, are we put Congo as a system or domain then, or we dream to have or to be part of it? Mm. The green car dream. So or the, the idea Congo you're dream. basically saying is it's like rather than going somewhere else where there's a system that's set in place, are we doing that for ourselves in the Congo where we're setting a system where we don't have to leave where we come from. Exactly. We have to stay because we're recreating the things that we see. Actually, this is the system we made of. Mm -hmm. All of us, we leave the country for different reasons. You know, different reasons. Some of Laurel, whatever the reason was. But the thing is, <clears throat> we live every day with Congo in a hard heart. Mm -hmm. So when you have a dream, what the first thing you have to do? You have to walk towards it. And the only thing, one of the uh, 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 the, the method I learned uh, to be the way who I am today is I have a dream. I always want to. I, I love Congo, but Congo is the need. What should I do to protect or to promote the well-being of the Congo? First of all, I have to learn about the Congo. Mm. When you love someone, first of all, you don't just ask that person just pop up just like, okay, I want to take you to death. You have to learn a little bit about that person. So the same thing about the Congolese, the Congo country, the, Cong the Republic of uh, Democratic Republic, uh, Republic of Congo, you have to learn much more about the Congo. And then it move the next step. What the tools I do have to protect that country. And that's why I promoted school. We promoted school education to any Congolese to come up with uh, uh, the, in this country, United States. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just a quick an anecdote uh, before we take a break. Well, 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 hold on, Kambari. We do have a caller. Um, oh, really? Let's take, I know. Uh, let's take this caller uh, by the name of Ernest. Are you with us, Ernest? Hello, Ernest. Are you there? Hello, my brothers and sisters from the continent. Oh, welcome to Congo Live. It's an honor to hear from you. It's always a joy to have it's our callers calling in. It's an honor to hear from in. you. But the thing is... Francis Cross, Dr. Francis Cross Welsing said, what you don't know about racism and white supremacy will always hurt 
African people. Now, uh, I heard the name mentioned, General Colin Powell. Mm-hmm. General Colin Powell, when they first invaded Iraq under false pretenses, uh, they gave um, Saddam Hussein permission to go into uh, Kuwait, I think it was. Mm-hmm. He was on the television saying like it was a video game, shock and awe. All these many men, women, and children being slaughtered, bombed, and he's on there like it's a video game, working for the Carlisle Group and white supremacy. And don't forget, he was the individual, I can see him now, going to the U.N. for the second Gulf War. He had he had uh, 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 Nicoponte behind him mm-hmm. and George Tenet and gave that false information out that they had weapons of mass destruction when he knew they didn't have mass destruction. So my question for you is, um, in speaking of Colin Park, do you know anything about the Congo? What do you know about the Congo? Well, I know I know the Congo. Um, Congo was conquered by, what was it, is a, a Francophone country? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, so do you have a question for our guest? Because you know he's in the military. So what is your question pertaining to? My, my question, to? My, my, my statement is this. Mm-hmm. When you bring up black people that's not working in the best interest of... African people, nowhere in the world. Mm-hmm. You can't bring him up like he's a hero. Mm. You can't put him out like he's a hero. And the same thing goes for our president, who is a Kenyan of Kenyan and European ancestry. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are being slaughtered all over the world by this by these groups of white supremacists. And the Congo has been conquered and colonized by some European group that supplies them uh, arms and it's been uh, war in the Congo and people being slaughtered because of this. It's all over Africa. So that's, that's, that's my, and we all are suffering from the same uh, thing, no matter where we are in the world. Well, thank you very much for your call. Thank and, you for taking my call. And we look forward to hearing hey, from you again. good luck to you, my brother, in the service. <laughs> my pleasure. All right. So before we uh, take a break, I'll do a quick anecdote. Um, uh, the anecdote is about a young brother that I met last night, uh, my Uber driver oh. from Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing him up, it goes along with uh, what uh, our college just shared, is um, the death of Papa Wemba, that he was looking into videos about the death of Papa Wemba, and he could not find that formation because most of the videos that the Congolese had was in Lingala, and he doesn't speak Lingala. And he was so proud to tell me, oh man, I love your language. Now you Congolese love to speak Lingala even in the United States and so on. So I wanted to get to the segue about how, when we come back from break, how do you bring Congo into the U.S. military in the work that you do? So let's go ahead and take a break. Mm-hmm. 
Congolese Jimi Hendrix. Uh, the song is uh, Bananguba, and in the song he tries to um, lift up uh, the strength of the Congolese soldiers, the Congolese uh, military. Uh, in in the context, you know, uh, Congo is a country that has known a war uh, for uh, two decades, almost two decades now, and uh, Congolese soldiers joined the military voluntarily. They could do anything else, but they choose to actually join the Congolese military. And many valiant uh, Congolese have died you know, serving uh, for the country. One of them that I actually look up to is uh, Colonel Mamadou Ndala, uh, one of the first Muslim uh, Muslim um, general, uh, I'm sorry, colonel in the Congolese military that was visible uh, to the population. So from that angle, you know, we, we spoke, uh, Michel, earlier about uh, the difficulties that countries can face around leadership and what the youth can do with that. Now let's talk about the life of service, the life of sacrifice. Um, when you look at the Congolese soldiers today and the system back home there and what you have learned here, uh, what are things that you think of that could be, that will make their service much better, a better experience for them to protect the nation? And what are things that you are impressed with with the Congolese military today? Uh, talk about Congolese military, and uh, you can see even the history, 
you talk, you know, you really, you really left up a Congolese uh, military and, um, from on 1888 mm-hmm. when it was created by the colonial uh, Belgium and to all the way down there to 1960 mm-hmm. where everything it was kind of like you start getting a little bit shitty. But Congolese have a great positive background, and then I believe uh, I grew up in a, uh, uh, in a that environment. And then I've seen so much positive. First of all, for Congolese people, they love Congolese military. They love their country. You can only join the military uh, if you don't love, you know, to understand the the, the environment, the condition, the gain to it. it is, that's the one positive. I believe the Congolese people, uh, with a great support, they can do much more greater than what we see today. And then, and I look at the other side of it. And then we always talk day and day about the leadership. Mm-hmm. Those people, uh, those military, they left up. And nobody, I don't think, should care about them. Mm-hmm. And you know, some point, the military, like one of the, uh, the ex-president, Mobutu, say, you leave, you give a military the weapon and you, you don't feed that, 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 that individual, you already created a chaos. Chaos, because he's going to use, because you, got, you need to get fit. I mean, to some, survive, yeah. To survive. So at that point, and I can see um, the system, the military, it can be much greater if the organization, organization itself, is is um, is uh, is well planned. What I mean, what I mean by there, and um, I can only compare in the military right here. Everything it goes, but the rules, the rules. Mm-hmm. What I mean. And that is, I don't need, I don't need to cry to the president to get my life in order or to get my support I need. Mm. But it, it's something is already said. So we're speaking about, for example, um, we, me also with the experience I have with the U.S. military, that U.S. soldiers have the basic needs taken care of. They have yeah. a salary, they, they have, may have loans to help them buy a home, they take care of the the children but i'm saying that in a very general sense right but the basic needs are met that makes a soldier okay but that's not the same case with the congo that's not it i think what i'm also understanding from him is you're also saying not only that there's a they respect the rules of law the rules of engagement and so forth so you know you have the survival needs from what i understand and then from that there's specific rules that are set up everybody understands their role and it's just a matter of acting versus having to relearn it's not like oh today who's going to pay me i need to call the president i need to do this or where am i going to get this everything is already set in place you just come in the system that's already functioning yeah correct but also what one thing we can we can talk about is the regulation mm. are there any regulation in the congolese army left today what do you mean by regulation? Regulation is the same thing. Is the uh, the uh, the rules mm-hmm. the set of the rules okay. keep the army together? Okay. But we today I can tell you. I mean, for my own, you know, personal view, in the army, uh, uh, Congolese army is a uh, is collection of uh, of group. Let's say individual. Or either way, they belong to certain. Polit- political uh, yes. member or something mm-hmm. like that because and I I had a friend a lot of friends the people they all tell me oh I was joining the army especially for the last the last 10 years stuff people they join the military because 
someone in high rank, you want them on his team. So, pretty much, you don't go to the army to serve the country. You go to the army to serve individual. Pretty much, the regulations, you know, fall apart. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I go to the army, and that's why we have the issue today, today in Congo and in the African general, because people, they go into the army, they don't go because the rules or the regulation is set to protect the country. They go because they have a certain interest mm. to the fact. So I'm the president or I'm the minister or whatever I have. I have a people from my side or from my village. You join the army to serve me. So if that person, you move that person to go serve the other person, uh, the other member or whatever, to serve different corner of the country, mm-hmm. you won't be happy because it will tell you you don't have the right to tell him to move him around. Yeah, and what you just mentioned on one of the past show we had, um, I think no, we had Zanga Mobutu mm. here, um, he shared something where Iran, probably before even the 80s, uh, they were putting generals or even leaders from different regions in different states. So if I am from, let's say, Kinshasa, I will go work in North Kivu, if I was from Equator, I would go work in Bandaka and so on, and that helped in mitigating these uh, maybe ethnic affiliation or kinship affiliation that may exist where people who are in public service may not be serving uh, the world. So do you, do you see that as a way forward today uh, to ask uh, the Congolese leaders today to bring that back or implement that? for change i mean to bring that back first of all the first question is are willing to do so because the system right now is questionable we still question the system mm-hmm. and i don't see i like you just mentioned that when back in the day people used to move all over the place yeah. you know from someone from uh, uh uh north congo you can go anywhere and to serve and the same principle we have right here in the united states you know people move from from Texas, living in Maryland, from Maryland, you go to whatever, Alaska, whatever they sent you. Mm-hmm. No question about it because everybody is serving the regulation, serving a total, um, is serving um, the principle. Mm-hmm. The principle, I can say. They're serving the system. I mean, I'm way here to protect the country. No matter what they be saying, no matter what it can come on my way, I'm ready to do so because that's what I was, I, I dreamt for. Okay. You know what I mean? So that one is not anymore today in, in, in Congo because that, that you see, is, is separation, div- division, within, even in the army forces. Yeah. So it's a hard to say that the government or people, they can, they, can, um, that they can make that thing happen, but are they willing it's interesting that you say that, um, you know, I, I don't like to, to go political, but I was listening to the news that Kambali had mentioned, for example, with Moise Katumbi. Um, you know, we were talking about the military. The military's job is to protect the country, the best interest of the people. Here you have a person like Moise Katumbi who feels the need to hire somebody outside of his own military to protect him. And you have Kabila who's, you know, afraid of... I guess, you know, talking about mercenaries and then you have people insinuating that Kabila has people from Rwanda. So 
it, for me, it makes sense just listening to you. It's like, you know, I can see myself as anybody coming into the Congo trying to be elected. It's like you have so much of everybody protecting everybody's own interest that you can't even trust certain members of the military right. to just follow the law. You know what? We want there to be an election. And that's what our main job is going to be is to protect the people, to make sure the elections and the voters' lives are protected. Now people are protecting the politicians before they even protect the people. <laughs> the people. Exactly. So that for the first rules of uh the first rules being a military is broken mm -hmm. so is now you can't even mention that yeah so moise going for instance go outside find something because first of all he's an official somebody's been in a high yeah, ranking country somebody you need to be more uh uh considered as a you know as someone very important for the mm -hmm. country yeah. and uh, if it happened to go outside that mean the system really turned the turned turn, turn him down him, yeah, yeah it's interesting I mean? too that um he had um foreign um no americans uh bodyguards right i mean for me i understand that you know, it's a business you mm -hmm. anybody can hire bodyguards see if you have the money but wouldn't that be nice to hire some of the shegays <laughs> In Congo to protect no, you, you and the if people. Willing to train. <laughs> no, first of all, the training, the training is that's the, that's, the, that's the important thing. No, I'm not gonna. I was talking to a friend yesterday, and the uh, this is I'm gonna be real funny right now. But you look at the bodyguard from Moise Katumbi. Yeah, this guy looks like he's in a WWF, and then you see a Congolese military that looks like he hadn't had fufu for like three days. I'm I mean, like, yeah, I might that, want the he, same you should guy. know that this is not important. It doesn't is not uh, is not. Uh, Possible for Congo. We used to have the used military, yeah. but the system is so yeah. is, is so messed up. One now, you know, people they don't get they don't get the support they need. Mm -hmm. They don't get anything. Why you expect the military to be? The military are corrupted. Even every at the last person in in the system. I want to talk more about that. Let's take a <laughs> short break. We're gonna take uh, one of the songs. Kambali just as funny and dancing it. Fimbu. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> about the military, let's take a short break. Il y a quelqu'un qui habite au-dessus du cercle de la terre. Si à Boïnaïe, comme tout le monde s'attend, à Zandé, quand tu as fidèle dans mon lit, on a eu mon balai. 
Kokanisate au pantalon au chemise ni on est pas ça qui m'avait You know the reason why I also like uh, Felix Wazekwa. Felix Wazekwa is uh, the artist uh, that we just listened to uh, with his band uh, singing Fimbu. The reason why I like him is uh, he has taken the Congolese music into a better place, right? Uh, thinking mean? about uh, there, there was a period in the Congolese music where uh, many other musicians tried to westernize our music. And then there was the degradation of the women in the music, you mm -hmm. know, derogatory terms, even how they were dressed. And then you look at the video, you say, okay, am I watching Britney Spears or Beyonce or am I watching <laughs> uh, <no, laughs> African music? So it was kind of confusing for a while. So what he did was he brought back the African culture into the music um, and the dignity of the African women into the music. Uh, so that's why I love that. But not only that, this music... This specific song is a victory song for the Congolese soccer team who won the African Championship Cup. So you have to watch the video and understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, you have to tell the listeners, what does Fimbu mean for those that don't know what it means? And she got... How do you even translate that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, uh, is, is that a, a, the a, a whip? Congolese. Right? Right? <laughs> whip, <laughs> whip, whip like belt? Oh, we don't I think maybe a belt or whip. To come over here. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and skip that translation. <laughs> <laughs> so, but let, let's now come back. Um, no, we we spent a lot of time now speaking about uh, the military, the service. Um, but I, I want to also now focus on Africa United. Uh, it's very particular, right? You are from Congo. You you working about African? You're talking about African leadership. Correct. Fifty four countries. Where do you start? Congo. I'm not joking. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you just get a point, and I can only start where the need is, which is Congo and then the surrounding countries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, like talk, um, uh, Africa Union is a particular something, and then it just. Um, almost like a two years ago now, okay. since I have the idea to start that the, uh, the program. I call it a program because I wanted, I wanted to be um, able to connect. Actually, is if you look at Africa United, it's about the connection, the network. Mm -hmm. You know, we are we here uh, living in a, in a country with opportunity. Everything is, seems, seems to be uh, okay and right. And then and, uh, we, we have a tendency to forget what we came from yeah. and then i know a lot of people you have too many organizations somebody talking about back you know back to africa all that stuff but africa united as the terms and the bottom and the title of it is say uh, leadership development program which means i go between leadership and the community okay my my my, my main focus it, it, it was and it's still on with africa united to go there to m mix 
all the potential and the value that as African we do have and to build an upon the same with to build it to build a, um, a dynamic dynamic community where we can only think about the well-being of Africa and particularly Congo when it comes about the Congo yeah. and then for that being said you can say you can see we have so many organizations why you talk about Congo yeah. and not only talk about the international ones why we are so many and we are not connected and then in a view for, of other outside this they just look at us you guys why are you not connected because if all of us we raise the Congo as as the issue what can we cannot be possible to connect ourselves and then to work together because it's like a being a house you mm-hmm. know you want to protect your house we have a brother and sisters mm-hmm. and a mother and a father of course and each person have something particular to bring in the table mm-hmm. there are people they have organizations such a medical they want to p- provide a, a medical support there are people they want to provide a logistic a support they want to provide education support to the Congo the other thing so what can we just set up that thing together one core you may have a you may have a medical vision but you still need people yeah why can, can I be part of those people you just teach me what to do and I'll do it and when it comes to my time I want to teach leadership can you give me hands accomplish what I have to do and the diet was pretty much to to promote the unity of those organizations driving organization within uh, within our community as a Congolese and African general let's come together and uh, create this giant you know groove yeah. with uh, diversity and then start attacking those those issues we have in Africa have you thought about uh, I know we've been using the term African in a very general sense but I wanted to kind of hear from your perspective because when I say even African I'm thinking about African Americans yeah in that in that uh, word um, have we thought about reaching out also to the African American community in here who have been here for 400 years who have so much skills uh, for example our callers who are letting us know the devils in the system right to they, be able to teach us uh, what are better ways that we could improve from the experience also here is there a space uh, within Africa United to engage the African American community in also helping Africa yes correct actually and uh, one of the uh, uh, the 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 One of the things I'm doing now, and I still go like around, let's say Baltimore, Baltimore City, mm-hmm. and uh, I offer my <clears throat> my leadership, uh, advising, and uh, and uh, mentorship, and I meet a lot of African uh, African American, they're really willing to get uh, to get involved in a thing, especially when you talk about Africa, they're really excited. And I'll tell you something really really funny happened. You know when Papa remember the old all this week we've been listening to Papa Yemba thing exactly. and one of the songs you're talking about all the slaves that come from um, Africa to United States it was in Lilingala what so, was that song again? I forget uh, the name of this it's the song I mean you, when it came to United States I believe one of the first trip it came to United States yeah. it had this song this, uh, this song with someone some of the, the uh, celebrity mm-hmm. and then um, it mentioned it was very very 
deep message. It is true. One out of every five uh, African that came from Africa, it's been shown that they come from the Congo. Oh, during yeah. slavery. Right? During slavery. Yeah, exactly. So there's so a lot of roots connected. That song, it really mentioned everything. It defined who's Af- African-American in this country. And I have to translate to this uh, to uh, to this guy and it, like letter by letter mm-hmm. until he had he, he get the point. Mm-hmm. And it was, what? This should be like a, the superstar for the African-American. But, you know, I didn't want to go to the deeper, you know, I didn't want to go deeper to, to the conversation. And then it was like, oh man, actually, he asked me to burn the set, uh, the, the song for, for, yeah. for him. Well, you have to let me know the song too, so we can definitely... Yes, but you know, what's uh, interesting about what you say about Papa Emba, um, I think in terms of Congolese artists who have passed away, yeah. he's the only one that I know that has had tremendous outpouring support from around the world, even here in the United States. I mean, CNN actually did a piece on Papa Wemba, so we should kind of I think it's important that. for you to mention what we spoke about earlier, that um, a lot of people around the world, Congolese in specific, grew up with him. He's been exactly. around, you know, for a very, very long time, for generations and generations. So a lot of times we see musicians and we don't understand the roles that they've played in our lives. You know, you look at somebody like Prince, people are looking at him like, they remember him from a long time ago, Michael Jackson. Papa Wemba is that to Africans. Exactly. He's that to Congolese. Yeah, that's pretty much a happening. And, um, you, you know, you'd be surprised. I mean, one of the things I, I, I wanted to, uh, to to bring it up, and uh, one of my, my my team, you know, team member back in in Congo, uh, the one those um, those guys um, is responsible for the Africa United in Congo. Mm-hmm. He wanted Papa Mbeki to meet it. He, he wanted to introduce because I was thinking to get involved, like uh, all those musicians. Yeah. to the productivity like something like organization how mm-hmm. we can support the, the next generation to come and uh, I, I wanted to call it like a leg, legacy fact okay. why you, you see yourself when you're not here mm-hmm. and uh, he went and actually he met him he met him he's like oh anytime you, you know you come down here uh, you want to see me we want to talk about it we can make something happen so this another another uh, 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 another uh, step I'm, I'm trying to do is get involved with those the big stars, Congolese. Well, share with uh, our listeners uh, what is a number, a website that they can contact you if they want to find. Yes, actually, more. if you go to the uh, to the website, I mean, uh, now we're just still working on our, on our is there website, a Facebook page? and there is a Facebook page called Africa United Leadership Development. Okay. And you can see it over there. The number is that if you also you want to, you have a, um, a specific question or, or an issue you want to raise up or anything you want us to be part of it, to get involved with it as African United States members, you can call 571 uh, 274-6190, which is my personal Say number. Say one more time. 571 uh-huh. 274-6190. Six one nine zero for six one nine zero. Correct, and uh, you can reach me directly. And uh, if any issues, any concern, and uh, about the uh, the leadership, actually, I'd be willing to, uh, to to. Thank you so much for joining us today on okay. Congo Live. Uh, it was it was an honor to have you. Hopefully, you come back. You live around the neighborhood, so. <laughs> yes, yeah. this is was the challenge. We know you'll be on time. <laughs> yeah, thank this you. This was the challenge for me. Right, thank you to Tabilulu Productions and Lubangi Munyanya for always uh, putting together Kacho and Kambali, for always putting good music. <laughs> and thank you to our engineer. And we look forward to having you guys next week on Congo Live at 2 o'clock. Have a great weekend. <laughs>